Hi, I am Conrad Ignatius Mario Maximilian Sewell, triple platinum Mario award winning, billion streaming artist, voice of our generation, you name it, I've done it, been here for a long time, probably only be here for a short time, sick to fucking death of it, this is Conrad Sewell, back in the building. I love that. That's yeah. so. I, I just told Conrad um, off air, do an introduction for yourself, and you've single handedly mind dropped and done the best introduction we've ever had on this podcast. So thank you for that, and welcome, 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 Great. welcome. It's good to be here. Um, what what's your favourite of all your names? On <laughs> <laughs> my actual name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Conrad. Now I've heard all your other names. Yeah, like, I mean Maximilian. Maximilian is is the one that I chose to myself at, yeah. at my confirmation. I'm a, I'm a good uh, Catholic yes. boy, you know. So um, yes. I got, you get to choose a name when you're 12. Yes. And Maximilian, I just sounded like a gladiator. So I thought I if I put, added that to the name, then it's going to be the most. It's going to be a really long name. Mario. Mario is, is the masculine is version of Mary. Yes. Which my mother only found out after my brother. So my brother's middle name is Mary. Right. Because I guess all the souls have to have Mary in their name, but I got Mario, thankfully. Well, you lucked out. Yeah. And in the American term of lucked out, because, you know, in England, when you say lucked out, that's bad luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Americans go, luck- you're lucked <laughs> yeah, out. You're lucked out, buddy. You're lucked out. Because <laughs> they just change everything. I'm um, speaking of America, I'm not quite the same. You've just come back from Mexico. I did, yeah. I was there last week, uh, played a little show, and um, it was good timing because my, my friend got married there as well. So he had a crazy Mexican wedding that we, <laughs> we went to, and I didn't sleep for three days, and it's, it's yeah. been great. I love Mexican weddings that go for four days and one night. <laughs> it took me four days to get there from here. Oh, no. Um, where, where outside of Australia do you think um, you, you thought it was weirdest that you performed and everyone was right into it? I mean, places like that. I mean, Mexico City is actually my biggest audience. It's crazy. Like, if you go on Spotify artists, like, that's where my most listeners are. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's, you know, a bit from Cargo and Firestone and stuff, but- I don't know. I think I, the craziest thing I've ever done, I was in Barcelona once and I played a, at a small club and there was about a couple hundred fans there. And that, yes. I thought that was pretty cool that the music had reached to Europe. That was you know a few years back. But I'm always I'm always very surprised and very grateful whenever there's people that come out and see, you know, even now. But I think, I don't know how many years ago we did a Red Room, you, well, I hosted it. When I say we did a Red Room, yeah. I didn't have anything to do with it. But it was with Anne-Marie, right? That's right. Yeah. See, even that, see, I think Anne-Marie opened for me. <laughs> Anne-Marie opened for you. And then we went to the, this pub in Paddington afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but seriously, like your your voice is your voice is just uh, incredible. And like, I think last time I spoke to you was, uh, let, let's talk about this now. Was that the weirdest day ever for you when um, uh, God Save the Queen came out? On the day that the Queen died. Mm, yes, it was. I mean, it was more. I mean, yeah, it was actually weird. Well, it was not, we'll weird. talk about the weirdest day of your life another time. Yeah, but what a weird, like, strange time for a, a single to come out. Yeah, I mean, it was just like horrible timing. You know, what I mean, I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't put music out in three years, and I, I, to be honest, at first I thought it may have been a good thing. It was like, oh wow, this is like an omen. You know, what I mean, maybe like this is going to be the reason why the UK is finally like going to going to go nuts on this song or some of that, and like thinking positively but obviously that wasn't the case and 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 we ended up just like shelving the song and you know it was uh it was kind of like oh man we've been working for three years and that was going to be the big bang for a single and instead of that it's you know that happens so yeah. i mean i uh, mean things happen for a reason i guess you know your yeah. second album precious is out now and um like with timing wise and things like how, how many how long has this been in the works for this collection of tracks because i have to say con- confusingly there's like an ep out at the moment 
So yeah, I mean, I don't know how they label that stuff on Spotify. It's it's always been an album. I think uh, after you put out a certain amount of songs on Spotify, they start to call it an EP. Okay, good. But it is an album, and that will change as soon as it comes out. Right. Because um, I was confused. I, about I was it. confused <laughs> by that as well. Yeah. Okay, I was good. like, why are they calling it an EP? I don't. Okay, I don't. Good. I don't get the uh, the technical side of things. Yeah, sure. You just made um, the music. Me, but yeah. yeah, I just, yeah. But yeah. To be honest, I mean, I started writing this pretty much the day the COVID laws got in. Yeah. Uh, got introduced, like the lockdown, um, like the capacities of the venues. That was the last show that I played in this country. Yeah. The next day I got on a plane back to LA and I was supposed to be going to, to work on this record. And obviously the world shut down. I went into hibernation, completely lost my mind for about six months. Yeah, I was going to ask you, did you? Because a lot of people, oh, either, there's two the kinds worst. of people that they uh, either use that time very productively. I went to the ends of hell and back um, <laughs> within my small apartment in, in Los Angeles. and But it was something that needed to happen because I think as much as I had talked about in the past about my issues and things that I've done and um, I hadn't really looked at any of it. Mm. And I, it was just sort of like, oh, okay, I'll stop drinking for, for 100 days and now I'm all good and yeah. sweet. And and really being in that apartment and being around, I was with my sister and with my with my girlfriend at the time and my, my manager and we were locked in an apartment together. So three of you, you're in, three a thruple, you're in a thruple. Yeah, well, it was a condo, so they lived upstairs, I lived <laughs> oh, downstairs. All right. But it was it was a shit show, pretty much, and I just like, yeah, I kind of lost my mind. And then um, I decided, yeah, I needed to really check myself, and so I checked myself. And uh, and uh, when I checked myself, um, I went away for a bit, and I met some people, and I started writing songs with those people, one of them being Adam McDougall from the Black Crows, and uh, we... And I started sending songs back to my team. You've been a fan of them, or how did that happen? Yeah, just he just happened to be where I was at the time. Yeah, um, and uh, we just met and we started hanging out. And I just decided I wanted to go make a, an album for me and not for a record label or for anybody else because I've been doing that since I was sixteen. And and yeah, I was I was writing songs, sending them back to my team. They're like, "Fuck, this is amazing! That like, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, stay where you are. Yeah, you're turning them out." And I uh, left where I was and I, I put a band together and I, I've called up some of my, my friends that I knew that were the best musicians that I knew on the planet. Mm. And we went into a studio and yeah, we we made this record and it took, I, I had to keep coming back to Australia because my partner then fell pregnant with with my now baby boy. Yeah. So I did four quarantines in hotel rooms alone, kept flying back and forth. And now here we are, 2023, March 3rd, and the album is finally out. So it's been a long, long process, mentally, yes. physically, emotionally. So how, but how does it feel, though? Is it a relief or is it like, it's, seriously? Dude, is at this, this point, it's like, fuck it, that's good. What, what are we doing next? Because <laughs> I always think, like, and I, I mentioned this a lot on the podcast, like a lot of artists, and I think fair enough, like you're in the, the moment, like, so whatever you're creating now is what you're most passionate about. But now, of course, the, we're, we're yeah. all hearing this stuff for the first time. Yeah, and, and, and it's hard because, I mean, I hope that I hope that you guys feel the same way as I feel. I remember running around Hollywood with this in my he- headphones as I was trying to get fit and being like, this shit is crazy. Like, I cannot wait for the world to hear this. I feel differently about it now, obviously, because I've been doing that for the last three years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know of course. I mean? But I, for you, I hope you hear it and, and you feel that way. <laughs> 
but yeah, you're right. I mean, you're an artist. You always focus on like what's in front of you. And and I'm, you know, and yeah, I'm about to go back to LA next week and start writing. So I was going to ask you, where are you and your family based now? You're you're permanently LA now, are you? Or? No, I've still. Got, I mean, I've been in LA most or, of my. We bought a house like in transient. Brisbane. Yeah, we're kind of back in a back world and citizen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely been in Brisbane more actually recently since we've had our since I've have had my son. Brisbane's pumping now. I was up there. Well, last time I, I saw you, I, do like, I, I mean, I, I'm a Brisbane boy. I, I'll always love Brisbane. I'll always be home. But yeah. um, I just, I need, I need a big city. It, yeah. To you know, just to keep my spirits alive a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. And Brisbane's not quite big enough, but where, still, where, still where are your little time. hangs in LA? Like, where do you go? Where, 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 like, if you go and see live music in LA, because there's still great pockets of it. I mean, I just go down to like hotel cafe and like little like yeah. couple of the, you know this. The place where you can walk in and see for John Mayer jump up on a on a Tuesday yeah. night, you know, with like yeah. the local house band and like stuff like that. It's an um, incredible scene. Yeah, yeah. I'm. A, I used to be a big state social guy, which is a big, which is I don't know. A lot of the places I don't really go to in LA anymore because they just they just remind me of very dark times. But they're always still fun. Lots of memories. Yeah. Every every Australian hangs out at EP and LPs, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't, get any, I, I don't go to. I, funnily enough, I don't go to America to hang out with Australians. Oh, really? You don't go to Good LA and stuff. <laughs> no, Scott Tweedy's asking to come to Good LA. Many of them. Now, this is the person I told you was going to crash. Hey, the podcast. hey, Boo. Uh, this is Ricky Lee, everybody. Um, You're killing it, by the way. Beautiful. So I, I did say to Conrad before we started recording. I said, "Someone's, someone's going to crash this." You've done so well. You're doing so well. You're just everywhere. I, did, I said to Conrad before, um, someone's going to crash this. And he looked at me like he's got eight <laughs> secret families. <laughs> Are you wearing his and her, who is Elijah? No, I'm wearing um, Le Labo. Oh, it's so good. Yes. You smell so good. You're wearing a silk shirt. It's a little shirt. bit played out, though, at the moment. All the money, everybody has it. But I have been doing it can for, we just, for a very Can we just go start, Okay, though, sorry. Um, yes. Why, how, why on earth I would allow you to crash this <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm not allowed in this room history. generally when – well, I was – we were talking earlier today. Mm. We auditioned for Idol the same year, and it freaks did, me yeah. out to even think that or say that out loud because you're you, and you've done all the incredible, amazing things that you've done. And to think that you were this cute, and I, Which I have was photos, this? You know and I will yeah, find yeah, 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 it was yeah. 2004. Okay. Yeah. I have photos of us. Yeah, I remember. You know, we probably, used to like yeah, yeah, jam yeah. and play songs, we were like with like the um, like the Kiwi Boys and stuff like that. Pretty much anybody that do like R and B tunes, we would hang out with. <laughs> Anyone that could do runs and, and sing so boys to like, I was so not How a good singer. You in yes, you were. I had just turned sixteen, so yeah, I was yeah. like, to me, um, I mean, well, the, that show. I mean, I never really talk about this stuff because it's it was actually like it's, it's kind of a, a, such a blip in my career as a yeah. thing because it was it's actually I, it was quite negative for me really because I was I went to an all boys school. Yeah. And I was 15, 16. At that point in the, in, in the industry, you know, Guy had just won the first one and it was like, yeah. oh, wow, this is a real way to become a superstar because obviously we saw what happened the first one. It was like, fuck this. This is the opportunity. And I probably knew like two Craig David songs back to front. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that, that was my experience as a singer. Yeah. And um, We had Craig David actually on the radio show. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Ricky I've been with Craig like many times. He's my boy, which is yeah, so he's crazy. It's wild, it's wild now. Yeah, yeah. to he's, think that he grew lovely. up listening to his music and then you like meet him. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, God. He's the best. I made him do like ad-lib takes, ad-libs ad- ad- when we wrote songs. I was like, hey, can you just do an ad-lib Stop take? Right. Just like, go with back. Just do it one more time. Stop so, yeah, it. I love that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, it was. It seemed like, a oh, wow, this is the way I'm going to make it. And then when on the show, it didn't work out for me. And obviously- you know, I got teased at school for doing that. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a 
going on a national television and I'm like getting And it was the biggest thing in the world. Everyone yeah, watched it. Was it. Yeah, yeah, but but that's, and, um, a, that's a real thing because back then, 2004, yeah. pop, being a pop artist, like mm. now being a, a big, huge selling pop artist is really cool. Yeah. But then it wasn't cool. No, it was, I mean, I was, I, that shit stayed with me for so long. I couldn't go to a party without getting in a fight. Like, really? it was horrible, man. Yeah. Was, and, uh, and so I just blacked it out, but it also put a chip on my shoulder. And it probably was the reason why I, I ended up getting to where I was because I, I constantly wanted, like, I had to prove everyone wrong almost. And I, and it really put a, a sting in my thing in this country because I, I, and I, so when I was 18, I packed my bags and I got the fuck out of here. And I went to Sweden. I learned how to write songs and I lived on people's couches for, you know, seven, eight years. And I finally did, got a deal in, in Germany uh, with Universal. And I lived in Berlin for, for a couple of years and put out music over there and then ended up in America. And, and what did gave you that to, confidence to leave the country? I mean, apart from the chip on your but I just you, felt but, like but you it was never, need- I felt like pop was a dirty word in this country. And I felt mm. like the only people that yeah, I'd seen yeah. have success was well, well guy, guy had massive success obviously because of the tv show and then um but it was like old rock dudes that were getting success and it's like once you become a legacy artist then they're going to give you some respect but it's mm. like you know that and I, so, I mean i still think it's a fucking problem i still think we don't support our own absolutely but, we don't know, like, no um well even but, speaking to someone at a record company the other day it was about like we've got huge artists out here doing stadium shows all the time but we need some big Aussie pop well, stars. Well, it's because that we've, got, I, yeah. we've there, definitely got the talent. There is a weird thing with the Australian music industry mm. where Australian music industry lovers love cool bands, cool mm. music, yeah. but like you said, pop is a dirty word yeah. and pop, well, you're I mean, not I think cool. That we don't- and you are, you are just by default people assume that you don't write your songs yeah. you're not that talented, you can't perform, you can't do gigs, you can't it's produce. Cynical. Yeah. There is this, there is this stereotype that is put on pop 100%. musicians and artists that you aren't really an artist. It's also almost like they want the rest of the world to stamp it as like, oh, this is an international product and then we'll believe in it. Yes. You know what I mean? And then we're like, oh, yeah, That's- they're ours. Well, we love it. But, you know, we love it when there's like, say, an Ed Sheeran comes here and he says something or Harry Styles wears a Bunnings hat. We love it when a yeah, big yeah. star <laughs> takes Does a little something bit. Australian. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that's true, right? It yeah. is. But maybe use it because- I mean, I think it's what we're referring to is tall poppy syndrome, which has oh, always been around. And it's just- but It definitely gets- It's a different thing in the entertainment industry, I yes. think. And, and uh, maybe it'll always be- Maybe it's because we're so far away from the rest of the world that we feel- like that gets very special when they come to us, when the internationals come down here and give us that taste mm. of the world. But, you know, I will, I, I do think that there's incredible talent down here. And, and when you, when you being Australian go outside this country and people perform in other places, people are like, fuck man, it's yes. dope. And, man, they got but dope we were just talking out there about Bujara and, you know, the yeah. voice didn't turn around for Bujara. So like, you know, that, there's. I, did, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. he was on that show. Yeah, because then no one turned around. That's why you don't know. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but I mean, it's a crazy thing, and I, I just like I. You have you are so talented. You are oh, so thanks, accomplished. Babe. You as a songwriter, you as a singer, you as a performer, you as a musician and an artist. I'm such a huge fan, yeah, and I, I feel like um, Australia. You've you've had incredible support in Australia and around the world, but to see you doing all of the incredible things that you're doing, it's just like no, when you were 16 and you auditioned and it didn't work <laughs> out. And I, it's like as long as you slog it out, talent always rises to the top. Cream, the cream always rises to the top. You just and I think so many people come into this industry 
and have been on all of these shows and 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 start out and then maybe they're a flash in the pan, maybe they're a one-hit wonder mm. and people wonder why. This industry is not cut out for everyone. No, totally. It's, real recognised to- real. <laughs> oh yeah! You have to be resilient. You have to fight. You have to be a fighter. Yeah, Things it's, aren't it's just tough. served. It's tough. It's. I mean, it's still tough. I'm. I mean, I'm 34 now, and it's. It's never been tougher. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm still. I don't, I don't know what to do because I can't. I can't do anything else. But it's also like but it ain't in me to like. Though. I don't know. Like I'm about to get on a plane next week and and go back and just continue to try and find that next song that's going to change yeah. my life again yeah. because it's like songs change your life like writing every day you know i've been i've witnessed songs change my life and like mm-hmm. whenever i'm feeling like man what a, like why am i where i need to be or like uh, maybe you never feel like you you like i don't know whether you're ever going to get to that i'm ever going to get the moment and be like okay cool mm. i've made it i'm pretty sure i do know what that moment is in my head but mm. maybe that doesn't really exist but i feel like even just like we went and watched ed sheeran last weekend yeah i'm like, assuming that feels like you made stage, it sure <laughs> yeah like, i don't but, know there but, were moments standing on a stage standing there in front of a stadium full of people singing songs that he wrote yeah, yeah. that everyone is singing back to him that's the dream for all of us mm, right yeah. that is the dream when you grow up and you're watching yeah. michael jackson oh, on, on mtv when I watch and you're those like videos. <laughs> but, <laughs> totally. but still he still that. has that fire that burning yeah. desire to go and write the next one and i 100%. love that yeah. and not everyone has that yeah no and that's that's I mean it's competitive you know what i mean like everybody but you were saying earlier ricky that cynicism that people think that you've uh, had someone else write your stuff do your hair, free clothes, free mm. travel. That everyone I meet, because like I, I'm not in the business like you two are, mm. but everyone I meet and speak to really at that level are the hardest working people I've ever met in my life. Mm. Oh, musicians and artists and, yeah. and producers. Also, you know why I know that? Because mu- they tell me. Yeah, I know. yeah, <laughs> we were. I don't like that, like that hard, man. I know it's too hard. No, but I, don't you think there's always this thing where you always feel like whether it's even just for yourself, you got to prove yourself. Yeah. You always yeah, feel I like mean, that's what I mean. Like- this my album. This album, not to plug the album, but yeah, this is like this is what you, this, that's why you're here. Plugging but this the is album. what this album is about. Like it is all. It's and all my songs, pretty much at this this point in my life, are about that. It's about the journey that I've been on. I talk about ego in this album so much because mm-hmm. I, it's like you grow up and. I've been asking the world to love me since I was 16 years of age and I still get on that stage and I'm, I'm fucked in the head. I can't, I can't even give you 99%. I have to give you a hundred because I, I can't let one person not be touched like i'm not like i've been on tour with singers that'll go out there and i know they're singing at 60 percent because they're saving their I voice for the next night and yeah. i'm like man how could you how do you even do that i was like i don't even know how to sing at 99 like, percent. Yeah. no there yeah. are there are people that tour the world yeah. huge artists that literally give 50 percent. yeah but hang on wait just but devil's advocate is that because they're doing Two hundred and fifty stadium shows a year. There is something to be said about that for sure. But a bit overbooked, maybe. Maybe, but also, if if you're if you're if if what drives you in life is being an artist and looking at that person or all of those people in the audience and making them happy and making sure that they feel something. Yeah, Do you go out on stage and give fifty percent? Yeah. Well, you know, like I told you about, I heard that when Billie Eilish did her stadium shows. Um, she sat like she got someone basically to be a body double, and then sat in all the different parts of the stadium to make sure that everyone in that stadium got mm. got something out of that show. Yeah, wow! Well, Not just standing cool. on a stage singing. Because like that, that's that's work, you know. That's yeah. that's effort. That's huge. I mean, I think it's the thought. Like I said, before, mm. I was saying before is that you spend this whole you spend your whole life trying to get people to to love you, love your music. Even you know you're you're constantly promoting. Love me, love my next single, love this, love this, and then you and you you seek approval constantly. That's obviously got to do something with the fuck with your ego, right? Yes. And then 
And then you find drugs and alcohol, which sort of boosts the ego. And mm. then it's like, but it also destroys you. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you, you, you flatline and you're like, man, I'm just, nothing is making me happy. Like, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? And that's where I was at when I first started writing this album and I put everything aside and I was like, why do I want to do this still? And, and, and I started what's the, stuff. what's the song on what's the song on precious then that if you if people are listening to this now and they go straight on their little fingers on their phone to, to just one song on this album which is out now that's still what, what that's encompassing all of what I you're think just precious, saying. the song precious yeah. is, is the for me that's the the song of my journey it's like it's about not giving up it's it's how hard it is and how all these distractions come in the way but at the end of the day it's like if you don't like what we were talking about before if you don't give up it can be a beautiful journey and a beautiful ride and, and you will get what you want eventually, I believe. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, to me, that's the song. But Also, don't you think that there's a thing with, um, with artists so, like, things don't ha- – you fight for so long. Yeah. As artists. But most people, when they see you in like a music video, they hear their favourite song of yours um, or they see you on tour – they see like the the cherry on top of the cake. They don't see the years and the mm. years and the years of the the, oh, yeah, the letdowns, sure. the roller coasters, the ups and the downs, the writing the songs, the almost ones, the 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 100%. never was ones, and all of the shit that goes into creating something that is going to hopefully connect with people and make people feel something. And then when something finally does, people go, oh. They, oh, it was so just given to them. Just happened just overnight. And that's just, the thing. It's like you never know when's when that's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I could this year write a song and next year it comes out and it's it, for some reason it connects all around the world and all of a sudden it's like I'm on that global stage and it's like I just came out of nowhere. Nobody knows yeah. who Conrad Saul is. Oh, he sang that that Firestone song with Kygo once five years ago. Like, you know what I mean? And but all He's of a, a great, sudden it's like song, you know they wouldn't know that I've been doing this since I was sixteen. But you know I mean, like, even that ha- like how did that people would have seen that and thought. Mm. How the, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah, yeah. But it, but it, but to the people in the crowd, mm. right? Who have also yeah. then spent money and they 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 they're going through whatever. Like you know, just sound like a massive bitch fest. So this is, <laughs> no, this, I love this it. is why it's a podcast. You can do whatever you want. But what I think is like I think I, I've always say to Ricky, I've never gone to a live show mm. of anyone and and hated it even if i didn't like the music like you watching someone do what they're great at and giving their all even if That's it cool. was 70 percent, it's almost like i'm actually such a, a weakling that i very rarely even hate a movie if i've seen it at the movies because <laughs> they go well wow i bought my popcorn i've come all the way in <laughs> Timmy, i spent 20 dollars no but seriously like, you're a really like, easy man to please well, a little bit and soul into well that. you would say so yeah, Ricky oh, no, I, I, see, I, I i'm you quite crit- i'm quite critical when i when i come to watching i mean i get what you're saying like if when you're watching a live concert it's hard not to feel yes. something but i definitely am like yeah did that good but you're probably look. you guys are probably looking at all the different things because you know everything well, well no because artists are very self-critical as well don't yeah i just feel like I, I feel like you can just tell when you see the truth and when you see something that's just not quite the mm. truth it, like you know what i mean like it's like it's almost there but it's just not yeah like i, I mean i personally feel like i i can you know what I mean? When I meet the truth or when I see the truth, I'm just like, oh, okay, cool, you're there. You're in that section and the other people are over there. Ricky and I talk about this a lot. Do you think that music is a bit more disposable now? Totally. It's a lot no more disposable it's a, now. It's an absolute nightmare. Well, so then, <laughs> therefore, so, 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 <laughs> the so attention span is like this big. Because so, you talk about recording an album over three years, then do you think there needs to be a shift then in do you just make a song and put it out? Because is that the better yeah, way I mean, to go now? It it depends what kind of artist you are. I mean, if you if you're Bruno or you're Adele, or you're, you're people or Harry, you've got 
a guaranteed audience that's going to wait three years for you to go yeah. and build a credible body of yeah. work, then yeah, you should take your time with it. But if you're a new artist that doesn't have the time, the budget or any of that stuff to waste, for example, me, I don't really have the time, the budget to, to waste on doing it, I reckon like that. I did it anyway. Yeah. Who knows if it'll pay off. If someone's listening to this who is, is making music in their bedroom, what what is the advice from both of you? Is it is it try and get it out there? Because the internet is almost like a, a dirty word, but it's also probably a great um, it's an amazing, a yeah, great I think, tool. I think in this, it's a it's the tool. I think in this day and age, it can't you can't be precious about your music, no pun intended. But um, and yeah, nice. kids need to literally just they need to put music out, and you need to just write. Like I said, you never know when that song is going to land on your yeah. lap, and you only get it from writing a lot. So, like, just turn the tap on and start writing. Write with as many people as you can. Get up, put yourself on a plane. Get in rooms with with great songwriters and and learn how to write write songs because those will the songs will change your life. And also, how old do I sound calling it the internet? Because no one's even called yeah. it that. <laughs> it's, it's just actually just what everything is. But now. also, you can you can you can be a person that's getting in the rooms and writing the songs. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you need to release them. I think there is a no. there is a like. When you have momentum, it's really important to keep it going. Definitely, but to start it, I and 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 when you're a career artist, not just there are there. Are, I feel like there's such a difference. 100%. There are people that are artists for the moment, and mm-hmm. there are artists forever. Yeah, and if you're if you're the kind of person that you are a career artist, releasing music for the sake of it, just because you don't you want to stay relevant, I think is. So true. can be so detrimental to people because people can it's tell. quantity. Yeah. You need to be a person that's it's all about the quality. You can be the person that goes and you're in the room with all these great people, but if the songs are shit, the songs are shit. You're talking about yeah. Taylor Swift releasing 20 songs on an album. Is that what you're talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why would we? Well, I, yeah. honestly, it's like, such a pleasure to actually list, sit back. It's almost like I've, I've, I'm this a fly in the wall. Like, you know? I, I, what a great conversation. Oh, we'll catch up. I'm so glad that you, you oh, came man. in. I know. It's good to talk to to real people. And I'm uh, talk, to, talk to people that have had experience in that. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you you've been through it all as well. You know what I mean? So it's nice to to hear that. It, but you're, one, that you're you that you think the way that you think about me is very sweet of you to say that, and I I really appreciate you know. But you're an incredible writer. You're an incredible singer. You're a, an amazing artist and an incredible performer. And to to see you doing everything that you've done is so cool. As an as an Aussie artist, I think I. I I would also say that Aussie artists don't support each other enough. Yeah. And it's not a very collaborative. I think in the, in, in the, um, like the cool indie world, yeah. people collaborate a lot more and are a lot Love more. Love that and, world, and by the way. Like cool <laughs> indie, I mean this guy. Can I say it's my favourite world? <laughs> yeah, the cool. Yeah, but, but, but what but, makes you more cool and indie than me? I bet right? you I've been to more festivals right? than you, mate. No, oh, well, we'll, like we'll, just, we'll compare notes. No, but like when you're I branded pop, like there is this weird like lane that you're put in and everyone's a competitor and you don't, yeah, you're kind of almost totally, not allowed yeah. to But you'll be surprised. I think a lot of pop, I think a lot of pop people to put that in our our mouths before I don't I don't agree with that. Uh, I think sometimes people you say that almost as a defense mechanism. I think the world now is I like what I like. True, but I think no, but I mean more in an artist she, sense she was saying, and a record like, label know, sense, supporting people. like other. I mean, it's true. Like I, man, I see like, all these yeah. people she being friends with all these other artists. Yeah. I ain't got no friends that are artists. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I fucking talk with a lot of them. It's like I it's a bunch of friends. bullshit. Like. 
You know he, what I mean? They're all making out with their best friends. Where are my best friends at? Right? No, because it, it, but is it is it a, is it a Where's thing? The cool boy. Is it a thing that's creative, or is it a because it's is it like, because it's all, we're all so self consumed, we don't really want to like anybody. Else. There is that. Yeah, Maybe. There is that. But everyone well, looks best on Instagram. Like a couple of new friends. What they have to do, but there is <laughs> well, a it thing. Yeah, well, come on. Yeah, we'll be a friend. But we are friends. I know. Like, we we are. hit each other on a real level of just like yo, like like and it's I not about you. Like there's some respect there. Yeah, and like. You know, it's love. It, it was weird. It just like it came very natural, and that's a real. I, I forgot that with a few people around the world, but very few. And you know, I mean, you think that you run across so many artists. Yeah, you work with different artists. You write with different artists. You you tour with different artists. You think that you'd be like, yeah, man, come to my house. It's a party with a bunch of artists, like it was in the seventies. Yeah, no, a <laughs> bunch of Brisbane bogans at yeah. my house drinking beers. Is this, is, I think <laughs> you know, international this is a really interesting thing. Do you find, I find this, do you find the music industry a lonely place? Yes. It's yes. wild, Very lonely, it? yeah. Very lonely and very hard to tell what's real and what's not. And I feel like people would be surprised to hear that because I think people have this idea of what the music industry and the music business is like and that everyone just goes out and everyone just gets fucked up. And yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, but <laughs> it's I not. I definitely do that. It's, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's quite a – it is – it can be quite isolating. Yeah, and, oh, totally, and it's quite yeah. a lonely place because you as, – as, as much as there are so Maybe many people Maybe he's going to want to be a musician around, after listening to this. I know. <laughs> so this is meant to encourage young I know. Artists. It's called introducing. But introducing to a new career path. Oh, I just want to – let's just end this with – Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, back to the album, Precious, yes, which is precious, out now. You can get it everywhere. Now. Stream it now. Buy um, it now. It is a beautiful journey that we are on in life. Yes. Yes. And I will say that music has ultimately helped me discover who I am yes. as a person. Uh, I guess people go through life and they f- they find themselves in different ways. You know what I mean? Whether that be through mm. therapy, whether that be through making mistakes, whether it be through a, a, a meeting certain people, yeah. mentors, whatever. Music has been that for me, and and it's and it's shined a light on everything that's ro- like that I thought was wrong in, in the world or wrong with me, and it's, it's sort of got me to where I am. And it's the reason why like, I've got the life I've lived. Like Ricky said, so, I mean, do music, kids. Do music. Drop yeah. out of school. Do okay. it. <laughs> do it. Now, Precious is out now. Um, we do finish the introducing podcast the same way every every time. Who would you like to introduce us to? Is there an artist you're listening to now, even if it's you too? It doesn't matter. But either brand new or old as oh. that you're loving right now, Question without like, notice. Or even like a cool writer that's got music yeah, out that you producer. don't even that hasn't quite cut it yet yeah. into like the Okay. Um Yeah, let me think. Yeah, you, um, you, you can take your time. Beyonce, it's Beyonce, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh Okay, thank you, Conrad Saul. No. <laughs> There's too many. Um oh, well I think a great writer, um who's a friend of mine called Rabel. He's pretty um Okay. I know who you're talking about. Insane. Yeah. Amazing. He's pretty dope. I've written a couple songs with him. He wrote Healing Hands with me. Oh really? And yeah. he's um he's just a, yeah, one of the best songwriters you- I've worked with and, and just a great just great tunes. Go check out a song by him called The Village by Rabel. W R A B E L. W R A B E L. He's a legend. Ricky's so media trained. Exactly what everyone's thinking of. Fucking idiot. Mate, she's a professional. She's taking your. She's taking everybody's job. Introducing with Ricky. I still sit on this side of the desk, mate. I still sit. I will never teach her anything. Every time I come back to the country, she's she's got a new job. Right. Uh, Another shiny. Cause you had to watch out. Conrad, it's so lovely to see you, mate. Thank you. Honestly, such a great chat from both of you. I really appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me on. 
precious yeah, the best uh, now yeah. do it listen awesome. to it Let's